0: Hey everybody, Dan Dan here and we are diving into a big book study. Today we are in How It Works and we'll be picking up How It Works on the bottom of page 66. Now, we just finished two parts of How It Works and what we learned in that are some critical things. One of them is that the program of Alcoholics Anonymous has a certain way to do things. And if you do things those certain way, that certain way... You can get the result that you see demonstrated by the people around you. So it uses the word our and we a lot. And that references the people in AA that have successfully used the program provided by Alcoholics Anonymous to stay sober and restore their lives in many cases in stories that over and over again seem like they're miraculous. (laughs) And I think all of them are. And then we go through the four-step inventory and it, it boils something down for us that's critical that you embrace this and that is the fourth step is a skill that is to be mastered it is a skill that you are going to practice in other words it's a skill that once you do it you want to be able to build in your skill and knowledge of it you want to be able to apply it in a lot of things and it's critical because this part of the book tells us that selfishness is why we drink and resentment is why we'll drink again and it'll kill us It's a fatal problem. It is a life and death matter. People laugh all the time in AA and we have a great time. The fellowship of AA is wonderful. This part of the program of AA is critical. It is a life and death matter. Give yourself all the way to it. So as we go into it today, we're going to talk a little bit more about the four-step inventory And we've already figured out how to outline it. And I hope you guys had a talk and you can learn. There's lots of different ways and worksheets and ideas on that. And um, I I believe any of them will work so long as it's a mastering of the skill of conquering resentment and seeing ourselves in a new light. So here we go. We're on page 66. And the first words that we're going to start with are, this was our course. And what they're talking when he says that this is our course we're leading into it with the knowledge that selfishness is the root of our troubles. Resentment is the most scary thing in our lives. We're not allowed to let anger linger in our lives. We're gonna get angry. How we deal with it is what matters. The four-step tool is how we deal with it. We apply the four-step to it. and it says, this was our course, our course, those people that are successful in AA. This was what they did. This was our course we realized that the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. Though we did not like their symptoms and the way these disturbed us, they, like ourselves, were sick too. We asked God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. When a person offended, we said to ourselves, This is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? God, save me from being angry. Thy will be done. So hang on to that prayer, meditation, thought challenge, however you want to package it. Use it often because resentment can kill you. (laughs) Think about that. It'll drive you back to the drink and you'll die spiritually, morally, financially, relationally, and perhaps, and unfortunately, all too often physically. This is a sick man. This is a sick person. How can I be helpful to him? How can I be helpful to them? How do I do something to help them? God, save me from being angry. Thy will be done. We are to show people the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. So we're to do it cheerfully. We avoid retaliation or argument. We wouldn't treat sick people that way. If we do, we destroy our chance of being helpful. So the whole thing is to preserve your ability to be helpful. We cannot be helpful to all people, but at least God will show us how to take a kindly and tolerant view of each and every one. No, except these people in there. A kindly and tolerant view of each and every one. Referring to our list, putting out of our minds, forgetting, dropping, throwing in the trash can our opinions, putting out of our minds the wrongs others had done. We resolutely, and that means with determination, looked for our own mistakes. Where had we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened? Where had we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened? Though a situation had not been entirely our fault, we tried to disregard the other person involved entirely. Where were we to blame? The inventory was ours, not the other man's. When we saw our faults, we listed them. We write them down. We placed them before us in black and white. We admitted our wrongs honestly and we were willing to set these matters straight. So we're going to go back to fear here for a second. Notice that the word fear is bracketed alongside the difficulties with Mr. Brown, Mrs. Jones, the employer, and the wife. The short word somehow touches about every aspect of our lives. It was an evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot through with it. It set in motion trains of circumstances which brought us misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. But did not we ourselves set that ball rolling? Sometimes we think fear ought to be classed with stealing. It seems to cause more trouble. So fear is a thing that results from the selfishness, resentment, selfishness, resentment, self-righteousness, all these different things. And he boils it down to two things. I'm either afraid of losing something that I already have or not getting something that I want. When I first heard that, I thought that's far too simple. Anyway, we, we go on here. We reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. So resentment in this case is being moved and expanded out to include things we're afraid of losing or not getting. We asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us once had great self-confidence but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there is a better way. We think so, for we are now on a different basis. Here's a critical point. The basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust the infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role God assigns. (sighs) Critical. You're going from being a drunk, causing debauchery all over the place, to being in this world for one reason, to play the role God assigns. Just to the extent that we do as we think He would have us and humbly rely upon Him, does He enable us to match calamity with serenity? Does He enable us to match an event that causes harm with a state of peacefulness or without stress? We never apologize to anyone for depending upon our Creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. Faith equals courage. Faith equals courage. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us, God through you. We let him demonstrate through us what he can do. Critical line here. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once, immediately, right then and there, we will commence or we commence to outgrow fear. So we're gonna stop right there. And what we're talking about here is going back to the third step, the second step and the first step, right? That our lives are unmanageable. On self-reliance, we don't do so good. The evidence of that is that we're sitting in an AA meeting, right? And the second part is that of that is that alcohol being cunning, baffling, and powerful, we've been unable to overcome it. So, we, we got to find a way to do that. What is the problem here? And we learn that it's selfishness and self centeredness, and that the really ugly core of that problem is resentment and anger. And that's driven by our fears fears of losing something that we have or not getting what we want. And that the way out of that, the way out of that isn't to confront it directly or demand more of the world or try to manipulate or connive or dominate it in some way. It's not to neglect things. It's not to, you know, rearrange everything to try to be our way. It's not that at all. It's to move to the service of God as you understand Him. What are the qualities of your God that you are going to bring into the world? So let's talk about that today. I think it would be a great discussion to have a talk about the qualities of God in your life that you like to practice and the ones that seem a little more difficult this idea of patience, kindliness, and tolerance of spiritually sick people, that we attend to that job cheerfully, that we separate from the desires of self and move to the desires of our higher power. What a great discussion. And it's a challenging one because our job now is to make ourselves useful to God. I hope you have a great discussion.